0: one and we are recording mr basil baz episode two but we you were just saying out in colorado uh they just passed a bill that it's no longer a you no longer have to be a citizen to operate a business
1: yeah the the city of denver at least is not even uh, required to check citizenship or uh, immigration authorization whatever it may be in order for you to come here and own a business so You know there there's one it's treasonous uh number two um you know it's uh it's a security issue we don't know who's buying up what in denver you know so let's just invite more chinese in let's invite more cartel in let's not do a background investigation you know the the minimum is that you're you're a u.s citizen which means you come under u.s scrutiny You know, by law enforcement, what's the next rule going to be? Oh, wait, you're not a U.S. citizen. So you U.S. laws don't really apply to you. you Yeah, that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. You know, so and in addition to that, now Governor Polis here in Colorado is offering free medical and free, you know, everything that the the taxpayers (coughs) can't even get. So I, I don't it's the problem we have is not just with the stupidity of politicians and liberals and leftists and socialists. The problem we have is there's no accountability. So we we talk all day long about all the problems we're having. The question is, what's the solution to accountability? How do we hold these people accountable? You know, the DOJ is pretty much infiltrated with Biden's people. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, Judicial, judiciary slots that are filled with the same type of people. Um, And as you and I know that this entire Marxist push, and, and let me just say this while I'm at it, for all you younger generations and all you Yahoo liberals out there that don't believe that communism and socialism still exists and that it's attacking the United States, you're fools, you're idiots, and you're part of the problem. And as far as I'm concerned, if you aren't looking at it and you laugh at it and you think it's not a problem, you are just as much of my enemy as the communists and the socialists are. And I don't know if too many veterans that don't think that same way. We spent our entire careers almost fighting the Cold War to prevent this stuff from happening in our own country. And now it's slid into in our own noses. They seeded HR departments from big or you know big corporations and stuff with this with the type of people that believe in socialism, that believe in communism. And so as they do their professional development programs, they drop the same seeds in. So slowly the minds of all the people that are working in big business or whatever it is, like Google and whatever, they start thinking the same way. And we've, we've, we've kind of disguised it as liberalism. It's not liberalism. Wake up, it's not liberalism. It's communism, it's Marxism, it's socialism, the very things that have not worked across the globe, historically speaking, since it got invented and everything. And talk to those people that lived under those systems and you'll realize it's not a good place to be.
0: 23 million dead under Stalin and 78 million dead under uh, Mao Zedong. There's 101 right
1: there. Exactly. Exactly
0: that that caps world war ii world war ii on the high end including civilian casualties is estimated to be 85 i think most historians think it's around 65 or 70 yeah 101 cleared by communism
1: in the last century and i think tommy what we're going to (coughs) see and probably when i say this some of the viewers are going to go oh my gosh you're it's a you're a conspiracy theorist Look, I'm a CIA officer. I don't have the luxury of running conspiracies. <laughs> I just collect facts. That's it, the facts. And everybody else makes policy off them. So let me give you the facts. The facts are, since we had this whole hodgepodge COVID pandemic, which was now we're realizing, and there's a lot of investigations, there's a lot of It was completely engineered to do exactly what communists and Marxists do, to throw people into a position of fear, So that we, the government, we are the only ones that can save you. When the government starts mandating things, quote, unquote, for your better good, you better be aware. You better be aware. And that's exactly what's happened here. So this administration right now probably leans closer to a communist socialist administration on the slow drive, uh, as I observed during my whole years in the Cold War. (laughs) absolutely and if you take things like now what is it that just came up this week probably before this week that someone in congress is trying to now i don't know if it's a bill or whatever but you'll know what it is actually put the military under biden's control yeah and that's a that is a dictatorship yeah that is the beginning of a dictatorship right there
0: removing uh uh was it schiff we removing was oh it, yeah, it was what, shift it was yeah, shift. Remove this. oversight or accountability from certain aspects of the mil <laughs> the Praetorian Guard. Just, yeah, exactly. We just hey, it's it's just we just need the SS and the SA to protect you from those Jews. Like it's for yeah. you. We're doing it for you. Yeah.
1: We got yeah, you exactly. And like, yeah. what part of this are people not getting? So I will. T- so this we come full circle to the question that I asked in the very beginning. What are we the people, not we the government, what are we the people gonna do about accountability? Um, I think we talked about this last, last time. And I said that as I look at what our forefathers wrote, Jefferson, Washington, all of our great fathers that helped found this country, I try to take everything they say and put it in a nutshell and kind of say what is it they were actually saying and I think that what they were actually saying my interpretation of what they were saying um, at that time was that when tyranny becomes the law rebellion becomes your duty and that's what we saw in America and the question is are we so comfortable now in our country that we don't have the intestinal fortitude to stand up and reclaim what we the people were promised have always lived by have fought for had died for whatever it may be now i know a lot of people will listen this and go well that sounds like you're advocating violence i'm not advocating violence you know and i don't think our forefathers were necessarily advocating violence either but i will tell you and i'll tell everybody that's listening if they keep if it keeps pushing the way it's pushing you will see violence like you have never seen in this country before. Because I don't care what three-letter agency it is out there, they cannot outnumber the will of the people here. And you can call people domestic terrorists, you can call them whatever you want to call them, but they are no different than what were the people that founded this country um, that got us the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. And so, in my experience, and <coughs> third world countries and other countries. And this is just from my experience. I've seen it happen everywhere else. And I can say that it has the potential to happen here. We don't like to see that because it's destructive. Um, But as a former CIA officer involved in and seeing many, many governments fall, um, the arrogance of this administration and globalists and socialists has blinded them to the fact that they are actually outnumbered. And the people of this country, the real patriots are extremely patient. (coughs) Most conservatives are really kind-hearted people. They're not demanding anything except for guess what? What was provided to us by the people that came before us, which is our freedom. And I think right now, This administration and globalists are treading dangerously, dangerously on patriots that will not give up um, to the bloody end, to be honest with you. So we're at some very interesting times. These discussions are not just had by you and I. These discussions are had by people all across the country. I, I constantly hear it, whether it's table table talk or you know discussions or forums or whatever it may be and i think that you know it's kind of like we were talking about the uh, the gun issue look there's like how many millions of americans own guns is it 50 million
0: i think i think the number of guns is at 500
1: million i don't so know so 500 million so if, if we were the problem People that own guns. Oh, yeah, yeah. You would it's... know it. You would know it. You would absolutely know it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah.
1: we're the problem. So anyway, but yeah. we're in some interesting times and we're actually living in times, as I go back and I study history, remarkably. Oh, it's... You're living in times that were ranked right up there with the 1700s and the founding of the country. It's a repeat. It's like history repeats itself of the tyranny um, that we found saw from the British you know it's just disguised a little bit better a little sophisticated because of technology and stuff but I make no doubt about it it is it is kind of very similar and we saw the water's tested over this whole pandemic thing
0: it's beautifully disguised it's you have to i mean you have to respect it it's uh much like a virus or like a like a, an animal or whatever just creature evolving over billions of years it, it's come back in a much more uh, finely tuned manner, right? They figured out that you, you, you can't do Tiananmen Square. People fight back. You can't do Warsaw. People fight back. You yeah. got to do this. Come in. Just, well, we got to remove this guy because I hate speech. And this one is for, well, this, not, this isn't love. And, well, you can't say groomer. And, oh, this virus is killing grandma. It's very, I mean, it's a multi-tentacle demon that, just to step back objectively, is a beautifully lethal weapon yeah but it is what it is and then so i always try to look at things like if i well obviously you're in the cia or was in the cia but i always think like whenever i'm thinking a lot about conspiracies <clears throat> and then i go well i'm 31 and i have x amount of knowledge which is from audiobooks i'm not getting private briefings or classified briefings when i come to a conclusion. I automatically have to be humble and go, well, the guys who are older than me with more experience and have access to classified intelligence have also reached that conclusion. So when I look at something that seems so obvious, like they're pushing it towards, towards a war, towards a revolution. And then we look at things like, you know, well, you don't need a gun. You're never going to fight against the U S military. But then I'm like, well, Vietnam, they did it with sandals and AKs. War on Terror, they, they did it with sandals and AKs. And right now we're even just seeing Ukraine versus Russia. Just sprinkle some guns in there and voila. The guerrilla warfare will, will bleed a machine dry. Mm-hmm. So then I go, well, they know that. And so, where at first I go, oh, these idiots! Don't they know that it will never work anywhere—not here, not Russia, not Congo, not Netherlands? And then I go, of course they know that. And do they want that? Have they war gamed it? And do they want that? Because when you have a guerrilla, a guerrilla faction, or a, yeah, guerrilla warfare, or um, what word am I looking for? I don't know. Just like an occupation of an occupying force. Then you can justify the heavy hand of the government. We have to smash the rebel. I mean, it's the it's the plot of every video game. You're part of the rebels, and the government uses it to justify and roll in the tanks, hypernormalization. That's what I think. When I have guys on like you, or Dale Comstock, or other guys that were in Ground Branch, or Mike Durant, or or, or Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, and they say like they're pushing us to this point where these people will not give up what they have. Nor should they. I can't help but think they're evil, but they're not stupid. Maybe arrogant. They're not stupid. They know what they're doing. The Nazis were stupid in that they thought they could take over the world in four years on meth. They weren't stupid in that they got pretty close to it. Right. So that's, what are your thoughts on that? Because they know that, they, that this would lead to a revolution. It's like it's like someone like poking the dog, poking the dog. And you go, dude, stop poking the dog. It's going to bite you. They're going, I know I want it to bite me because then I can have mom and dad put it down because I hate this dog.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I am thoroughly convinced after observing from the 14,000 foot level over the last, well, particularly the last 12, 13 years when a lot of things were happening that were, you know, Pretty disruptive in the United States, blatantly. You know whether where we were looking at BLM, Antifa, all these things that you know, and, and the Democratic Party becoming more socialist. Um, watching all of that move and some of the decisions. Um, the objective here is to divide a country. Now, our country has always been divided. Sure. Since since, since the beginning. I mean, make no doubt about it. Not to the extent that I believe it can be, but it has always been divided in one way or another. Even during the American Revolution, it was still divided. But we always managed to come together and unite as Americans, even though we had certain diff- 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 different, different, beliefs that were different from others. But none of them were blatantly within the majority. Um, they weren't like, get rid of the Constitution, down with America. Um, we wanna be a one world order. We want this and this, and this. They weren't like that before. Now the reason way they've been able to get there is the same way Stalin and Marx did. Right now, we don't teach constitutional law. We don't teach uh, American history like it's supposed to be taught. We don't teach about the founding. About A lot of stuff isn't being taught. So you're having generations grow up not knowing where they came from. Just as Stalin and Marx, if you have generations that don't know where they come from, then they can become whatever you want them to become. If they don't know that they were free at one time and you say, no, no, you've never been free. The government is always taking care of you. It's like being on a welfare check all your life. You're never gonna work because all you know is that the government is giving you money and you never say every month, well, where does that money come from? Well, it comes from guys like you and I who pay taxes of course. (coughs) And it comes without us voting that or our approval. So we're being stolen from by a bureaucracy so when you slow move all of this stuff generation after generation then what happens is you now have now you have no longer have people in responsible positions that believe in the constitution they don't know about it they don't know about a lot of things and we say well if they go to congress or if they join the senate or whatever they should but the majority of them never get there so for us In our country, our silent majority that does know the difference has been silent too long. And so what will happen is, by design, they will create, they meaning globalists, socialists, all they have to do is create enough conflict between those who do know the Constitution and those who know nothing of the Constitution. And the country will become so divided and so disruptive that it will no longer exist as a nation not I mean it may still be the United States but then you will have the fighting then you will have you know all those things and then you'll have division of the military and law enforcement and whatever it may be and then you'll have things like Adam Schiff trying to do which is put the military in the control of Biden and then they make all kinds of crazy claims like those rebels they hate America blah 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 and, and, that, and then what you have is you have just destruction. And then there's so much continued conflict, <coughs> excuse me, that getting back to where we were becomes a long, long path. Look, I mean, an example of Ukraine and Russia right now. Who knows how long that's going to last? But I can tell you what, rebuilding Ukraine, uh, even, even building Russia back up to a certain degree is going to be a long road for all of them. So in our, in our country... Um, When you start seeing things like we're not teaching Constitution, we're not teaching history, we're not teaching about our forefathers, we don't teach people to do the Pledge of Allegiance, they don't know what this country is about. Now you take down all the statues, uh, historical statues, good or bad, it's still our history. You know, if you don't know about it, you're bound to repeat it. So it's like, leave them up so people have questions, you know, but you do all of that. And what you're actually doing is you're erasing the foundation of the greatest nation in the world. And they don't have to do much after that; it'll implode. And, that, and that's why design
0: at one hundred percent is. I just had on um <clears throat> the author John O'Neill and this co-author Sarah Win, uh, "The Devil and the Dancer," and it's all about uh, it's all about Stalin's kind of fingerprintless assassinations. I mean, he had he had his gulags, already, right? he had the KGB, he had the what is it, uh, the Lub- Lub- prison but then he had um i can not remember of course i don't remember the name of it because i don't speak russian but it's his basically his bioweapons uh department the the yeah. the quiet stealthy like oh what a coincidence that uh you know, that journalist died or whatever and how it developed. And then, you know, there's unit 731 from Japan. And then we brought a lot of them back. A lot of the uh, Japanese scientists, everybody knows about Operation Paperclip with the German scientists, but we brought back a lot of the, I don't know if we brought back Shiro Ishii, but I know we brought back a lot of the uh, really bioterrorists from unit 731 who experimented on American POWs, excuse me. Um, And then how all of this developed, Really into, I mean, biopreparat in the Soviet Union, which became the full-fledged uh, bioweapons program. It was less of a a quiet lethal thing and more of an all-out deterrence force. I've actually pat myself on the back. I've interviewed Ken Albeck, who is the head of biopreparat, defected to the United States in 1991 or two. But the point is, is, in this whole thing, he's talking about Stalin's like murderous philosophy. And outside of all the the bioweapons and this, that, and the other thing, you see again and again. Stalin's main prerogative was it wasn't just journalists he was taking down. He wanted to take down famous actors, actresses, mm. uh, uh, ballet dancers, artists, painters, poets, any anything and anyone that reminded people of the greatness of their Russian heritage, of the the, the rich, multi thousand year old history that they have. Stalin wanted to remove. All of it because when you have none of it, and when you crush every church, and I think he said, When I am done, even the word God will be dead. Right. There is nothing else to do but focus on the state. There's nothing else. This is the leader. This is dear leader. We will, we will absolve you of your sins. And I mean, you saw it with ISIS in like the in the 20 teens, right? It was the first thing yeah. they do. Start blowing up all the monuments. Hey, you don't don't forget this. Forget this. It's all about the current state, the current, um, the current uh, whatever the, they're calling it. The Well, not important. I'm having a brain fart. The more you remove it and I get, I mean, I, I get it, it's, you know, if if there was like swastika flags flying i, th- I would get where it'd be like okay that, that's that's pretty fucked up but things like the confederacy like you have to leave it there so you know what happened i mean i went to school at the university of georgia you could go down and look at these build- look at these you know these historical monuments where now we have a the political science building you know it will be and it would say like Or go to Charleston. You can literally go to the blocks where it's like slaves were once sold here. You could pick, what did you want? Did you want a fertile female or did you want a big, strong male? Horrifying, dehumanizing things, but you don't remove it because when you remove it, well, then there's no memory of it. And how could it ever happen? Because it hasn't happened before. That's why we have, we don't erase the memory of the fire bombings of Dresden or D-Day or the concentration camps. No, it's never forget. That's why it is. Why do we have the two imprints where the world trades? It's never forget. So we don't do it again. Now, I know I'm rambling now, but that's and you see that by design. Erase this and how Orwellian it is that now how much of it's digital. You don't even need to blow up a monument. You just go in and just do a little stealth edit. Baz Baz never worked with the CIA. Donald Trump was never president. Joe Rogan's always been a white supremacist. You're seeing it creep in in a an ever increasing, ever increasingly lethal and ruthless form. And I mean, maybe we do live in interesting times. I mean, it's always easy to to think we live in the craziest times, but I'm everyone always thinks they live in the crazy. I think we actually live in the craziest times. And sorry, I know I'm rambling now, but
1: no, no, it's okay. Yeah, everything you're saying is just so true. You know, it's um. You know, all of that stuff is taking place. You know, um, Nikita Khrushchev, we always go back to this during Kennedy's days. And, you know, he's the guy that said the democracy would cease to exist um, when you take from those who are willing to work and give to those who would not. And that's what we're doing now when you have all that distribution stuff. And he said, you know, we won't have to take over America He goes, we'll just slowly it'll it'll erode itself because we'll slowly keep inserting you know, socialism until all of a sudden one day you wake up and um, your children's children will live under communism. You know, um, he said, I'd say what he said. He said, They will Americans. raise the flag. Right. For, um... Yeah. He said, um, Something about you Americans, you called us really gullible, which we are. And he said, You won't accept communism outright, but we'll keep filling, feeding you small doses of socialism until you finally wake up and find that you're already in communism and we won't have to fight you we'll just so weaken your economy until you will fall like ripe fruit into our hands and that's kind of that's kind of what's happening right now you know so you know, it, and i and i think you know that if we look at it um, you know it's um it's interesting to wonder who's in bed with the socialists who's in bed with the global I think socialism and communism and you know I had to be careful with this because I don't want people to think I'm a pro putin guy
0: yeah
1: but you know putin was a it was an outstanding KGB officer he was very calculated <coughs> particularly during my time coming up and he was um, in some ways he was to be respected for his tradecraft and how good he was he rose to power I don't think Putin and of course, I I don't know this for a fact, but I'd like to think from the outside looking in, I don't think he has time to worry about overthrowing the US, you know, and trying to. But I think he knows that there are enough people like Biden, like the Democrats who are already socialists, um, which are now really globalist, um, which um, are pushing for the destruction of the United States. And interesting enough. It could very well be that Putin and Russia itself aren't buying into the whole globalist thing. You know Russia, it's interesting as uh, you know the Russians, um, they love their motherland, mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to be ruled by anybody, including globalists, including the George Soros of the world, including the Bilderbergs, the Vanderbilts, the not, Napoleon,
0: not, <laughs> not Napoleon, not Hitler, Napoleon, not anybody, <laughs>
1: right? So when I look at that uh i think you know what maybe maybe they're trying they're trying to do something uh that we should be thinking about doing and it's like stop all the globalism stuff in our own country because all it is is the very thing that they had in our country they don't want to come back and bite them in the butt yeah you know to some degree so um in our country um it is biting us in the butt you know it really
0: is it's it's almost like uh Almost like when you're just kind of sitting there staring at a fire for a while, and then all of a sudden it just like you, you thought you were looking at like a log, and then it just goes and it falls in and on. So you didn't realize it had been completely hollowed out, carbonized, and then there's nothing. The great analogy, yeah. And you go, what the hell? An hour mm-hmm. ago I threw it on there and it was <clears throat> this big old thing and crank it on there and this. you don't even hear it. You go, what the fuck yeah. is that? that's what they're doing and again it's brilliant you don't you don't come up if i gotta if i gotta go fight like a six ten linebacker i'm 5 8 on a good day i'm not i'm not coming at him head on i'm not even no. gonna come at him when he's awake <laughs> that's I'm right i'm gonna come at him i'm gonna come at him with with probably with a log when he's sleeping because exactly. you can't come at it head on the american war machine <laughs> it just is what it is you can't take it head on but what you can do is slowly and methodically just needle this here needle this there <coughs> just push 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 and then you think people always say or you know the the critique to the critique is well why would they push it so hard if you know is are are we just agreeing to disagree i like blue yeah you like, you like green it's well when you again when you look at a history of the kgb Again, uh, Dancer in in and in the Devil, was that the book by Sarah Wynn and John O'Neill? Mm-hmm. Or another I've had on a, a former CIA agent, uh, Ken Clisby, his book, mm-hmm. Willing Accomplices. They always talk about what, what Stalin would do, what Khrushchev would do, what Brezhnev would do is when you'd send agents over to the United States to, to set up you know, active measures to infiltrate, you take your best agents, right? Let's say you throw over 10 Eight of them, whatever, get caught and executed or turned, or whatever. Two of them come back. You know, we've successfully infiltrated the film actors guild. We've successfully in- infiltrated the, the, the library association and whatever. They don't care. It's a grab bag. Right. Anything you can get. We set it up and we've recruited our own guys. And now it's self, once they get to this like self-uh perpetuating thing, well, then you call those guys back. Because, you know, it's time to it's time to congratulate mm-hmm. you. They get shot in the back of the head. Why is that? Because they're the most competent ones. So exactly. hey, you did a good job. You know, you don't I'm, do it to us. Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, you know, I I have t- I have ten sons, and the strongest one. I'm proud of you. Come over here, break his neck. You're not taking my women. I want the ones that are just dumb enough to do the work. Stalin did it. Stalin did it, and um, so la Lavrentiy la Beria. He would. It was almost like a. It, it sounds like a stupid, almost inception, but he'd use. He'd use a thousand guys to execute a million, and then he'd use a hundred to execute the thousand, and then he'd use 10 to execute the hundred, and then he'd have three more that he'd have execute each other, or they'd all just you know burn it. They'd be pushed into the chamber too. This whole thing is not about a utopia. It's beautifully disguised as it. When the pedophile rolls up in the white van, they don't say, hey, I'm going to kidnap you and rape you and kill you. They go, Mm -hmm. hey, you, you like puppies? That's right. Of course they do. That's what they're doing. Let's you know what that you, you knew I was a snake. <clears throat> why did you let me across? The, why did you let me ride across on the turtles but you knew I was a scorpion when I got on? The entire it's a raw ruthless naked pursuit of power. It's not for a they're not pushing it because they truly believe in system where we all are equal. That sounds great. That sounds great. It sounds like some Jesus stuff. Hey, I'm on board. We should all I would love mm-hmm. if we all held, held hands. The reason why they do it is because it is a raw pursuit of power. Kim Jong-un is perfectly happy. He's got a big old palace. He's got his horse. He's got his Lambos and his tanks and his whatever he wants. Isn't he like the biggest consumer of cognac in the world or something? Hennessy? He's fine. Xi Jinping is fine. Putin is fine. They don't care about the rest. So when you look at it and they go, well, why would they be pushing it so hard if it was just going to destroy America? Because they don't give a shit. It's 0.0001% or fine. That's yeah. it.
1: Well, it's like this administration, you know, yeah. the hypocrisy that exists in this administration, which they don't think we see. When you do things like you stand and present yourself as a humanitarian, as a president, saying, you know, these people are coming across the border. We have to let them in. You know they have hard times, blah blah, whatever it may be. They're not telling the truth. What they're doing is they're flooding the United States with people that they, that the economy can never take care of, that the education system can never take care of. So they overburden the middle class. If you can destroy the middle class, you only have two classes: you have the poor and you have the elites, right? The middle class have, and what people need to understand, have always been the bridge. For somebody that is really poor, working really hard and becoming a wealthy person. Um, you know, that's what the middle class has done. The middle class hasn't always become wealthy, they've just been right in the middle there, so to speak, to bridge that gap. <clears throat> well, you get uh, so many immigrants here that have no education, they can't get a job, whatever. They're gonna have to depend on the government. Mm-hmm. The government's gonna come up with programs, they're gonna be social programs socialist programs to take care of all these people these people don't know any better or any different because where they came from and then they once again are going to kind of continue to vote for a socialist government that continues to take care of them and they don't mind being ruled because most of them came from countries where they were ruled already look at venezuela dictatorship okay look at all the other countries and 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 for most americans that don't really understand the border crisis. It's just not Latin, Latinos coming across. They're coming from all over the world. And we have security issues to deal with as well. We probably have more terrorists in our country now than we can shake a stick at. And and they're gonna do what terrorists do eventually. It's gonna create more destruction. Um, So this administration is doing nothing more than building up a dictatorship, a socialist, platform that we won't have any choice but to accept because they'll create laws around it which say you don't have a right as an American to ship somebody back out of the country
0: mm-hmm.
1: if they're Ill- you're illegal, even if they're breaking the law, even if you can do citizen's arrest, you know, you know, all of this. So um, it's by again, it's by design. And I know, hopefully, a lot of people are hoping that we take over the Senate and House during the midterms. But what if we don't? The question goes back to the American people. What if we do not? What are you going to do about it? And I think that's the hard question right there. It has to be answered is, what are you going to do about it? And I don't think a lot of people sit down and ask that or look in the mirror and come face to face with, well, what should I do about it? What can I do about it to save the country? Because the generations that are coming behind us are so distracted by entitlement, technology, whatever it may be. They actually believe that it just, the country just runs on its own, it's on automatic and it does. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Um, and the scary thing for them is that um, if, it, if they ever if we ever lose our democracy, um, they'll suffer. They and their children and their grandchildren will suffer uh, beyond anything they can imagine right now. When they have people tell them when they go and where they go and what they can say and what they can't say, and because you're standing in a red line you know, and um, you're only going to get as much food as the government gives you. And you're not allowed to work because the government owns your land now. They own your house, whatever it may be. Then they're going to wake up and go, oh my gosh, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. You were a bunch of idiots and you didn't honor your ancestors with the way you live your life. And you didn't take time to understand that freedom isn't free, that people have sacrificed for it. real people, not imaginary people, Real people have given their lives so that we can be free, so that we can have a constitution and we can uphold the laws of the land so that all men were created equal. You know, talk about slavery. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Sometimes a finger just gets pointed here at America. It's like the bad guys. People all over the world have been enslaved. Doesn't mean it's good. Everybody has been enslaved. The Irish have been enslaved. Americans have been enslaved. The Israelis were enslaved, you know, I mean, the Armenians were enslaved, you know, black Africans were enslaved when they came here before they were Americans, white indentured servants were enslaved. I mean, the list goes on and on. on. It's not it's not dedicated to one group of people. Slavery sucks. But yet it was a part of the world and the mentality of the world at one time that we fought really hard to get over. And we I think we did a pretty good job of it, you know and yet the socialists and the globalists use it once again and racism as a point of contention so they can basically divide us i tell um i've spoken on this many many times and i tell my friends i say uh, and and i can get away with it because i'm part native american and uh part lebanese so you know that's (laughs) i'm not really a white guy you know so they have it (laughs) but um I tell people, I go, you know, there are no African-Americans in this country. There are no Chinese-Americans. There's no Irish-Americans. There's no German-Americans. We're just Americans. Yeah. And the sooner you understand that, the better off this country is. When I go downrange and drag my buddies out of the trenches, we all bleed the same color. All of, all of us. We're Americans, you know. So... Um, a lot of people that go, well, I'm African-American. You never lived in Africa. I spent most of my life living in Africa. I'm <laughs> probably more African than anybody else. But Or somebody goes, oh, I'm Irish-American. Yeah, I, I'm never Irish. Been, yeah, and they may have never been to Ireland. You know, I've so, never
0: left the United States. Exactly. I'm
1: Irish-American. I'm, exactly. well, I'm not. So, you know, my buddy said, I'm a Russian-American. You've never even lived in Russia. You're an American, and that's what matters. Um, and when you start standing on all this other stuff, and it doesn't mean you can't be proud of where your ancestors came from. I think that's, that's a good thing. But when it comes to nationalism and you don't want to be divided, then you unite yourselves together as Americans. When we're downrange on the battlefield, we, generally, we don't have that problem. <laughs> you know, when you're fighting the enemy, we don't have that problem. And so I think the way that we are teaching people to look at themselves is really bad. That would be like walking out for tryouts. For the Dallas Cowboys and going, uh, I'm here, I'm a 49er Cowboy. They're going to yeah. look at you, what, what? What? You're either a 49er or you're a Cowboy. If you're a 49er and you're trying out for the Cowboys, you're not on our team. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I tell people all the time. If you're anything making claims to be anything other than just an American, then personally and professionally, I question your loyalty. I wonder where your your head is and what you're thinking, you know, and when you're going to jump ship, you know, I want somebody that's beside me that understands the heritage of this country, is proud to be an American. And does that mean that we do everything right? No, no, nobody, no country has done everything right. But generally speaking, I will tell you something about nations. Generally speaking, the people of those nations do get it right. And they're good people. It's the bureaucracy, it's the government <coughs> overseeing the nation that usually makes bad decisions. And we've had that happen, and other countries have had that happen. But you can't blame Americans for that if all they want to do is be Americans and love this country and love the flag and love our history. You can't you can't blame them for it. So when we see going on this divisiveness in our country. Is uh, creating a lot of problems. And I'll tell you another thing too, Tommy, this inclusive crap. Not everybody can be included. And I don't want to hurt someone's feelings because I'm not being inclusive. Look,
0: they're not letting me in the NBA.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What am I going to get a lawsuit because I'm not qualified to be in the NBA? You know, I, would I, love to, even...
0: <laughs> I would love to be fucking handing off to Tom Brady. It's yeah, not, exactly. Not happening,
1: <laughs> not happening You know, with me either. So they use all these, these warm and fuzzy initiatives to actually divide more people up in the nation because they know that united we stand, divided we fall. And if you can get people, Americans, to believe in nothing but American stuff, like the Constitution, declaration of independence (coughs) our history and the fact that we've gone and defended almost every other nation that's been in trouble around this world since i can remember all of a sudden something strange happens people start seeing guess what they start seeing they don't start seeing their differences they start seeing an identity that is even to everybody else because we're just americans we're nothing else but that
0: yeah it's um I'm going to use the restroom real quick. I'm going to have you I'll tell everybody where to find you. And then I've got an <laughs> yeah, a, a analogy I'm going to come back with.
1: Sure. Thanks, Tommy. Um, my organization is recoverychildren.org. You can go to www.associationfortherecoveryofchildren.org uh, and or RecoveryChildren.org And uh, take a look at a few things that we do down there to rescue missing, exploited, and abducted American children. I also have a um, a pretty good book. I think you'd be interested in called something bigger than overthrowing small governments. If you go to bozbooks.com, uh you can pick that up there as well.
0: Righty. Um okay, buddy. The, the analogy I was gonna use is um and it's kind of a it's kind of a cop out, but I'm just using my own experiences. Sometimes and I'll put on my my academic formal vocabulary, sometimes shit has to get so fucked before you Fight for what you had, and you know, on a microcosm, um, you know, I've I I had a I had a concussion two months ago, and I've always been I've always been somewhat sensitive to alcohol, but really recently I've I've found even if I have like two or three beers, like the next day I'll have like like a panic attack, not anxiety, full blown panic attack. This happened for the last couple weekends, and I'll wake up on a Saturday. Just, you know, full blown cold sweats, stuck in bed, just the walls are closing in. And in those moments, I go, God, how, how much I miss just five days ago, I miss waking up and having to pull myself to the gym. I wake up, I make my bed, put on gym clothes, I do the dishes, do the laundry, walk to the gym, do a mile on the treadmill, do my push ups, pull ups, wall sits planks and then do whatever workout i'm doing that day come back shower meditate do the podcast normally do another podcast all the while i'm listening to an audiobook up until the podcast when that's over i edit it uploaded it I put it on all the social media call my mom have dinner go to bed and it gets exhausting i mean within like three days you're like jesus christ but when i'm in the throes of a panic attack i think god how much I want the luxury of just working hard. I mean, today I didn't sleep well last night It's hot as hell. I texted you, you know, I'm I'm being a big pussy, but like I'm here and I'm not having a panic attack. I'm working. I have another podcast after this and how great the struggle is. And in a vacuum, You'd go, what, why, why didn't you? Why did you not sleep in? Why did you go to the gym? Who the hell wants to go to the gym? Why are you eating broccoli and chicken? Why are you not at the beach drinking? Because in a vacuum, you do look at it like that. In 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 college, I I I was pre med. I same. I did this on steroids. I just studied all the time, meditated all the time. I had no life. After my brother died in 2014, and I was just doing a ton of drugs. I, I literally gained like 70 plus pounds. And I didn't have enough work ethic to brush my teeth. I would yearn for the days where I had to get up early and study for organic chemistry. Because although it was difficult, it, it yielded a life that I was proud of, that was mine, that no one handed to me. doesn't matter if your dad's a billionaire. I mean, you either get organic chemistry or you don't. And that's what Arnold Schwarzenegger said about like the body, right? It's the only thing you can't buy. Nobody gets to tax them. When I do 50 push push-ups, I don't get to keep 25 of the muscle and 25 goes to you. Uh -uh -uh. It's mine. I have found in my limited 31 year experience that sometimes you really got to burn your hand on the oven. You got to have the air conditioner go out to realize just how great it is to have. You have to have it all come crashing down in order to not just not in some Hallmark card. Huh? I guess that's the lesson I learned. No, but to actually go, I'm getting up, cold shower, making the bed, open the blinds, going out, you're anxious, suck it up, go out, get some sunshine, go, you know, go throw some bread at geese, like get moving. You're like, you have to build this back up. And because I don't need the FBI visiting me again, this is not a call for violence. But sometimes you have to have it get slapped around so much till one day you wake up and you go, They've printed 80% of all US dollars in the last year. There's 30 plus thousand people dead from the VARES vaccine injuries. There's they're not enforcing basic rule of law in cities. I mean, Star, liberal Starbucks, didn't they just say they're not operating in like Portland anymore, Portland, Oregon anymore?
1: Yeah, they'd rather lose money than change their woke way.
0: Yeah, because yeah,
1: because they realize it's
0: yeah. We're giving money, we're giving money to Ukraine out the <clears> ass. We're not covering our borders. We're not there's rampant censorship that Teddy Roosevelt would have ripped these monopolies in half. No one believes the election was valid. Sometimes you have to have the the society has to start having that Saturday morning where your heart's beating, you're clammy and the walls are closing in and oh my God, what's going on? What am I? What is the purpose of life? Is there such thing as love? Am I going to die? Is the di-? Sometimes you have to have before you step up, and smack yourself in the face, you open the blinds and you go, get it together and start working towards it. Sometimes you have to have that. Now, I also understand that what I'm talking about is on a timeline of a couple hours or at worst after my brother, a couple of years to get back on the nation state level, I mean, what does the quote go? You vote socialism in and then you shoot your way out. I get that. And I get that I don't get that because I don't have any combat experience. But if it can be averted, do you see that as perhaps or am I just being a doe-eyed optimist, which all the Delta Force and CIA guys always tell me they Tommy me shut up. But like, is there any any truth to that, that maybe you got to kind of get your ass kicked or is it just, you've seen enough of the world to where you're like, no lock and load.
1: Yeah. I think it, it, you know, Tommy, it has a lot to do with the individual. For example, you're built that way. I'm built that way. You know, and when things get rough for us, we get going. There's a lot of people in America that don't care. So That's what we're up against is like, you know, we want to think that, okay, the nation is struggling to a point that people get fed up with it and they go, okay, enough's enough. I keep looking for that. And I think that kind of goes full circle back to what we said in the very beginning of the session here. How do we hold people accountable? What's the mechanism for that? Um, In a broken judicial system, the question is, what's the mechanism what is, it that, what is it that bad people understand? What's the message that has to be sent to wake them up, not wake us up? I think there's enough people enslaved and, or can be enslaved in a socialist, communist system or what we're seeing now with broken economy and stupidity. Um, I, think, I think they know what's going on and they don't like it. I think some of them feel their hands are tied. So the question I think to we the people has to be: What is the message that has to be sent to the bad people that says no more? For example, and again, we always we always say this because it's important to. We're not advocating violence. But for why it, is it for, for the
0: for the love of God? We're not advocating <laughs> violence. Exactly. I've had enough legal things.
1: Yeah. What's what, why did they do the Boston tea party? Yeah. You know, why did something change at the Boston massacre? Why did, what was the message that they sent the British to say enough is enough? I don't necessarily have the answer to that. I think many messages were sent (coughs) and I think there were many delivery mechanisms for those messages, to be honest with you. But I think in our country, um, I think that's what we should be asking ourselves, to be honest with you. Maybe the message is I'm voting in a Republican who's going to do what I say in Congress. What do you do when all of a sudden he doesn't do what you say in Congress? And how do you know he's doing what you say in Congress? Are Are you calling him up? Are you sending him a letter? Are you you know, visiting him at his office and saying, okay, can we have lunch and uh, talk about this? I, I don't know what people are doing. I just know that as out of hand as it is right now, I don't think that people are doing enough. I think we're always hoping that at the end of the storm, there's going to be a big, beautiful rainbow. But I fear that one day there may not be a big rainbow. You know, the storm will come through um, and -hmm. the storm may continue, you know, so I think that what I've seen in my experience is that um, you have to ask yourselves these hard questions away ahead of time um, and not get behind the eight ball. Um, I don't know what that timing is, Tommy, to be honest with you. I myself, uh, very much like you, um, you know. Uh, if you like when I got when I got out of the hospital, you know, I was like, okay, enough's enough. I'm tired of being sick. I'm going to do everything I can to get back to where I need to be. And that's the type of person we are. But there aren't a lot of people uh, always like us. I was in a coffee shop the other day, and it was this girl, uh, for, for fairly young, maybe she's 15. Purple hair had some jeans on that had all kinds of things written on it. And one of the things said, feed the poor, eat the rich. And I wanted to, and I'm still going to do this when I see her next time. I wanted to say, can I ask you a question? Look, I grew up extremely poor. My grandfather was an immigrant, worked three jobs to take care of his family. Um, I worked my way through college. I wasn't a wealthy guy. Uh, I didn't have any entitlements. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then I went in the military and I worked really hard. And then I just worked hard, hard, hard and smart until I became better off than I am now. What, what, what should I do with my money? Should I give it away to somebody? And what are you going to do with your money? You know, do you, uh, you work hard here at this uh, barista. Um, do you want to give me the $100 you made today and let me take it and divide it equally among all these customers here? How will you feel about that? And (laughs) chances are, I know what her answer is going to be. She's going to hesitate. Shut up, you white Nazi. Yeah, (laughs) or something like that. But the reality of it is, is we live in a country. It's not a socialist country yet. We live in a country where you can work hard and you can make something of yourself. And when you do, it's yours and you have pride with it. No one can take that away from you. Yeah, we even get pissed off at taxes. The IRS tries to take as much as they can from us. And we still complain, it's like, wait a minute, I worked for this, you didn't work for that. And then we reason with ourselves and go, okay, some of it will go to fix the roads and some of it will go to help schools. And those things might be true, but a large percentage of it goes to illegal immigrants and other social programs that we didn't vote for, whatever. And then we get frustrated all over again and we go, where do we draw the line? I don't know the answer to that. I think that line is different for every person in the country, what they're willing to tolerate. And sometimes they they retaliate with lawsuits or say no, or I'm not gonna pay any taxes ever again, or whatever it may be. So it's different for all of us, Um, but um, overall, the nation state level, um, we are at a point, I believe, from my professional experience, where um, people are starting to say enough's enough, so no. and how that will evolve is yet to be seen. I don't think in our country, <coughs> excuse me, um, if if we already know in our country, a lot of people express this that our judicial system is not only corrupt but it's failing us. There's no accountability. When you see the Hunter Bidens of this world and the Joe Bidens who have been involved in corruption, Now the Hillary Clintons and the Nancy Pelosi's, and a lot of other people that don't go to jail for crimes they've committed. And yet the little guy off the street goes to jail for a crime he committed. Something's wrong with that. It's, and I, people see that. And people are not pleased with that. So when, when a nation, in my experience, from my time in the CIA, fails to take care of its people properly and there's inequality on the judicial level or there's corruption like we have it Um, the stick of dynamite is being lit and and i think you know we have all our three letter agencies and people to go well we can we can circumvent anything from happening blah 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 we'll do this and this and this They cannot, they cannot, I know they cannot, and they know they cannot because I sit in meetings with them having these very same discussions, You know, whether it's my law enforcement partners or it's political partners or whatever it may be, they know that they cannot. So because they know that they cannot, the administration that wants to control everything knows they cannot either. So what they try to do is get the choker around the neck of the people sooner rather than later with things like this thing we're talking about with Adam Schiff executive orders just doing whatever they want to do and while the people still going wait a minute how come you're not being held accountable for that wait a minute how come hillary clinton's not in jail wait a minute how come jeffrey epstein and that whole thing is just kind of fading off into the dark wait a minute how come biden can embarrass the, the supreme court and another nation and do treasonous things and yet no one is bringing him up on charges of treason you know, and I, and I have to tell you, and I've talked to constitutional lawyers about this, friends of mine here, here in Colorado. Things that Biden has done and this administration have done are literally considered treasonous. You know, like, why is he in bed with the enemy? Why is he in bed with China? And yes, what? There are a lot of people that know he's in bed with China and that his son has deals in China. These are the enemy. Of our state and yet they're not held accountable for that and i think these things collectively are just parts parts of the the formula that are actually creating a cake in american society that is going to not turn out to be very tasteful at all
0: when i when i think about that because i mean I'm not a Biden guy I'm, and I, I try to be aware of my own biases that we're always going to think the other side. I voted for Obama in 2008 because I was 18 and I was dumb and shit. as dumb as shit. I voted for Romney in 2012 because I was pre-med and didn't want Obamacare. I wanted my fucking money. I voted yeah. for Bernie in the primaries <clears throat> in 2016 because it was two years after I lost my brother to suicide and I wanted health care for all. I vo- no, and then I didn't vote in the presidential election in 2016. And I voted for Trump in 2020 because he wasn't a fucking communist. So I try to stay aware of, and whenever I made those votes, I was for sure I've got it figured out now. And then for, and I'm sure who knows, maybe in 2026 I'll be looking back at me going, "That moron." Who I I, I hope because that mean that means I'm growing. But all that aside, you can't help but really question. I mean, really, the lay person. Because, you know, when, when we hide things behind, well, it's a national security, there's a dossier, you don't know about that, it's Executive Order 11944, and Ronald Reagan technically funded. And you go, I mean, all right, but whatever, you know, and that, that, that doesn't make it good. But when just giving money to other nations, when cutting off oil supply to our own nation, when giving away the strategic petroleum reserve two other nations the average joe who doesn't know anything about the national security council or the national defense industrial alliance or executive order 917432 and you know brilliant pebbles in the national Constance office and did you tweet a picture of Cl- the average person starts to look at this and goes this seems like a demo at our very basics oil gotta have energy Food, we are carbon based life forms we eat and we shit at the very basis. it seems like someone is the there's a rat in the in the up in the electrical out pulling stuff and pulling it around. You then have to go back to what I said at the beginning of this conversation. When if I have these realizations, smarter people, wiser people like you have also had these realizations so what's the next step then i gotta you know i gotta go through the looking glass well if it's all just power politics and not just in america but i mean just from you know caesar till now you're either going this is treasonous and you know for the sake of the constitution it needs to be brought to light or if you're looking at this myopic raw pursuit of power. You're going, he's in bed with China. He's demolishing the United States. I now have blackmail on him. And now I control him. And you don't care about the bigger picture. Because, again, like Kim Jong-un, you'd rather rule over your own pile of ashes than, than just be a participating member of a utopia. That's what I start to think. I, I'm not as black-pilled to think that the entire military structure has been compromised and, and maybe they are maybe I'll be maybe as I'm getting hung in a gulag I'll go huh you got me I mean possibly but I try to look at it as like Occam's razor I'm like what is this I, I would imagine if I could in my limited knowledge you know, even when you go look at like read old, you know, books about like the joint chiefs of staff and you see them maneuvering and you read old transcripts and they're all talking shit. I mean, even the, the JFK tapes, like during the Cuban Missile Crisis, you can hear them being little pissants to each other. You know what would Curtis LeMay say, like he looks at JFK and he goes, huh, you're in a real fix. And he goes, he goes, what did you say? And he goes, you're in a real fix. And he goes, you're you're here with me. Like, we're going to be we're going to be at this. Hey, hey buddy, we're going to be at the center of the same mushroom cloud. All right. So if I can break it down to human motive and the same, you know, like Joe Rogan will say when he interviews like a family, you go, oh, this is just a person. I would imagine that people in that rarefied air of National Security Council, you know, Secretary of Defense, DIA or DOJ or Department of Energy or your part of the corporate Fortune 500 or you're in the Five Eyes or you're in Davos or you're in whatever. I would imagine it's something more along the lines of he is compromised. Why burn that? Why not? I'm not going to twist the knife. I'm just going to jiggle it just a little bit so he knows it's there. And I go, okay, now I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get my nut. That's my very naive take is that people know and they're using it to their own ends now are those people part of the davos globalists satanic monsters who just believe in death and blackness maybe and yet, again maybe i'll be maybe as i'm being sacrificed on an altar in a black mass i'll go huh joke's on me I, yeah. baz was right sorry baz you're next to me you're like yeah, told you but like yeah. <laughs> i've I imagined it's probably simpler not any less evil but it's like um uh uh, uh Goring. was it Goring or uh who's the guy who's the nazi addicted to morphine i can't remember it's in blitz by norman oler i've interviewed that author it's a great book Hitler would butter him up and give him all the morphine he wanted. Every morning, he'd get a big fat guy. He'd get out of bed every morning. And he had this, like a, I think it was like a, like a deer antler case. He'd open it up, red velvet, take out a syringe, a uh, glass syringe with gold tips. And he'd take a nice big old hit of morphine. He'd put it in his arm, You know, let his eyes turn black, put his slippers on, and then he would go about his day. That was actually why Dunkirk happened the way it did he called off the the final advancement of the ground forces because he wasn't him who was in charge of the Luftwaffe. He wanted this massive, glorious, the Reichsmarshal will come in from the air and I will be, because again, they're all Hitler, Himmler, Goring, Goebbels. They're all right there pivoting with Hitler. And you read all of their journals and it's the same childish antics where they're just trying to stab each other in the back. And then you look at something as decisive as Dunkirk and you realize it's because this guy was high on morphine because, and he wanted to impress Hitler, it kind of blows your mind that it ripples throughout society in those ways. So this whole kind of schizophrenic ramble I'm going on right now is, I think it's probably more complex than I could ever imagine. But at the same time, it might also just be the simplest just vying for power and women and money. Like it might just be, yeah, I know Biden's destroying the nation, but he knows I know that he knows. And so now I can get what I want. Sorry I just subjected you to that verbal abuse, but (laughs) that's what I think it is. It's probably they know it's treasonous and someone's getting something out of it and they've managed to plausibly deny and insulate themselves enough that if Biden goes down, they can say, oh, I was just monitoring him because I'm in the CIA.
1: Yeah, Thank I you think for it's listening like, to my TED Talk. No, I think it's more like what you just finished with, to be honest with you. Um, there's always human error, but there's also by design. And I think that with this administration, there are other people controlling it. I think Obama's very much in it. Yeah. I think a lot of globalists are very much in it. Um, and, um, you know, it's never about, in our history, it's never about... <clears throat> Excuse me. You good? It's never about what will be done to the nation. It's about what are the people willing to do to defend the nation. Yeah, it will always be that way. Um, if they're willing to do nothing, then what they have and the freedoms they have will be taken from them, because people of power want more power. They want more money. They're greedy, and we've seen that over the course of time. If, and so much to the point that early on, they did it quietly because they knew the people would, I guess, rebel is a good word, in one way or another, rebel politically, rebel sure. physically, rebel just rebel if they were too blatant about it. <clears throat> and now they believe they're getting comfortable with the fact that people are just accepting whatever they say, yeah. and they're not challenged. And if they are challenged, then they ignore it and they get away because, again, there's no accountability. So as long as they have that system in play, they'll just keep doing whatever they want because they can never be challenged and they feel powerful with it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I think, that's where, I think that's where they believe they are now. I think it's delusional, uh, to be quite honest with you, but they seem to be getting away with it every single day Um, and so a lot to be seen in the future it's kind of like um, you know most recently I just had uh, this I was going to share with you that um, well there you go slip my mind whatever it was but (laughs) and it was going to be good too I'm real it was going to be good (laughs) Um,
0: Try uh, try a joggy memory
1: yeah I'll what think people are that.
0: willing to do, what people are willing to accept, what they're willing to fight for, politically rebel yeah gone it's gone yeah <laughs> it Fle- a fleeting
1: a fleeting bot, I guess you know it, 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 anyway it, that but they they feed us stuff, and they just expect us to believe it, and um some people do, and many of us do not and um so I think that the people of the country, whoever those people are um, that love the country have to just stand on what cannot be challenged uh, directly or indirectly and that's the constitution of the United States. And and, and it's not that it can not be challenged, it can be dissolved and then we don't have a nation at all. And there will come a time just as we looked at our lives and said, oh, this would never happen or that would never happen. There will literally come a time, mark my word, Tommy, probably in our lifetime where you will literally have the president of the United States, maybe this one, maybe Congress literally start discussing methods or motives for dissolving the constitution of the United States. We have a better idea. We're going to rewrite this, whatever it may be. And they will, they will attempt to do that. Exactly. Because as long as it exists, there's this chance that new generations might stumble on it by accident and read and go, wait a minute. We got I, awesome have a first, thing, right? I have a First Amendment right? I have a Second Amendment right? You mean I have this? Wait wait a minute. I'm an American, and this says that this is my right? Where, where did this come from? How come nobody ever told me about this? Well, you never knew about it because it didn't exist, or it got put away in a museum in the Smithsonian as what the, the old Constitution used to be. And that's very dangerous for a nation. And that in itself and the possibility of that occurring, which it can, my dad always says never say never and don't be surprised if it does. And so where we are in our nation now, a lot of people would disagree with me and say, oh, that'll never happen. Well, unfortunately I've participated in the downfall of a few governments. And I know how it's done. And we are not immune from that. Yeah. And we are getting dangerously close to that. Uh, and it really doesn't matter why they want to do it. Yeah, As much as the fact as they're doing it. You know, it's kind of like someone breaks into your house. I don't need to know why they broke into my house. I know they've worked into my house. They're probably going to get shot. Yeah. And I'm not going to wait to ask them why you have a gun and a knife, why you have a bonaclop on and why you're coming through my window. I can assume that it's to steal, kill, rape, whatever it is, but I'm not gonna take the time to even ask that question. You know the law. The law says, this is my property. Don't come in, don't come here. Well, we have a law. It's called the Constitution of the United States and it's what secures our freedoms. That in itself, not just of what's written on the paperwork, but the enforcement of that. And so for me as an American and a patriot, and by the way, I think I mentioned this, I'm not a Republican nor Democrat. I, I just want the right person in there, but I am a patriot and I love this country. And I love what our forefathers, our forefathers did and bled for. But to, in saying all that, um, when you start challenging those things that you want to take away from us our freedoms, our constitution, our liberties, whatever it may be, then what else do we have to live for? Think about it. Well, yeah. Uh, Do you want to live in slavery? Do you want to live in a socialist system? What what are you, and I talk. some of the veterans, we talk about this and all the, the wars we fought for everybody else on everybody else's soil. And many of them now are actually saying, what am I willing to die for? Yeah. I never thought I would get to this point in my life. I, I, I lost my buddies overseas and, and we just accepted that. But I knew I was always going to come back to a country where I had freedom of speech. I had second amendment rights. I had, you know, I had a history of my country and I had a 4th of July parade and, and blah, blah, blah. And the LGBTQ XYZ wasn't the loudest voice in the room saying that pedophilia should be okay, you know, and all the weird anomalies and all the crap that's going on. I always knew I would come back to my country. But now even in my own country, I have to seriously say, what am I willing to die for? You know, what happens when the military or a quasi law enforcement organization comes to my house and says, you can't have that much food? Or You spoke out against an organization at a rally and you're being arrested or whatever it may be, or we're putting, giving you, you know, there's charges of insurrection, which by the way, most of us are still laughing at every time the democratic party keeps talking about the insurrection. They haven't seen an insurrection before in their entire life. That wasn't anything near an insurrection, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. They're trying to make it into something that it, was not is not and never will be you know it's just now there were some things done right and there's some things done wrong but sure. it was not an insurrection Yeah, you
0: know? it's and that kind of gets to the when you walk it all the way out just like i don't think the people in charge are stupid i think they're i think they're evil and then at best case i think they're arrogant i don't think they're stupid It is kind of surprising the more you'll talk to people and you realize that they, they're, they're have, they have all the same realizations as you. And then you go, well, and they go, I I don't really give a shit. They're just for whatever, I mean, God bless it. They're either clinically depressed. They're, they got nothing going. They're, they're 80 and they know they're going to work till the day they die. They're working at Walmart greeting people or the you know the wife left them, they don't see the kids, and all, they just look forward to an eight ball on the weekend, and they're going, yeah, the last thing I really give a shit about is the Constitution. Just like, you know, give me my cheap hooker and give me my pizza hut. I think there are probably a lot of people that... I think there's probably a lot of morons that have their head in sand or are willingly willfully not looking at it. I think there's a lot of people that know the plane is going down, and they're just like, I'm tired. And and then you have the people that know that and go, well, if it's going down, I'm going down too. So, you know, rage, rage against the dying of it. So that kind of seems to be what it is. It's like, we're, we're running out the clock. We're playing musical chairs and we're going, all right, you know, what's behind door number two, Good behind door number yeah. three is we're going, which one has, you know, it's is there a bad guy behind door number one? No, no one says anything. Boom, blow through it. There's nothing. Is there a bad guy behind door number two? Boom. Is there a ba- all right? All right. You come out and you know, or it's the guy comes out and shoots you. It it seems like just just objectively, just looking at it as a scientist. We're just sort of running all of the simulations to an end almost. We can think I'm just thinking like Pentagon wargaming in the middle of Cheyenne Mountain just, you know, like DEFCON, like all the different just seems like we're you know, you see the progress bar, like, seeing all possible outcomes, and it's, you know, and then you have war games, then, you know, the only winning move is not to play. That kind of seems what it is. It's almost just like we're seeing what will happen, and then that gets me into, like, like, meta-meta. And you and I got into this last time. (sighs) Well, then I back up into not just like America and not just this century or this millennia, or even our species, or you know we the the third rock around a star and there's a hundred billion stars in the Milky Way, and there's a hundred trillion you know and then whatever, yeah, it goes forever. I then start to think, are we here for an exact reason? Is it to? is it God running a simulation to see, to see what you got? Is it, is it some sort of training for the next, the next realm, the next dimension realm, or is it, I mean, could it even be, is this God's lesson of saying nothing lasts, not even your Republic, even your parents get old, strong mom and dad, you know, your dad could throw you 50 feet in the pool, you know, and one day you're, you're carrying him upstairs. Even the innocent little kid, you know, and then you find the, you find the weed and, you know, he gets the DUI, you know, the, the friendships that would never end. Next thing you know, it's been five years since you talked. It's, oh, it'll never happen. And, you know, I lost a brother to suicide. It'll never happen. You know, we'll eventually figure it. And then one day you're sitting there and you're, you're at the funeral and you're going, what? It's, is this just, is this an omniscient? Father, mother, whatever the hell you want. God saying nothing lasts is it the is it the republic is it the supply chain is it global warming is it an asteroid at a certain point is it saying you know what is it lay lay not your treasures where doth and dust corrupt don't have your kingdom on earth right don't have your golden Mm -hmm. palace and emerald gates because it you don't get any of it There is nowhere to, you're the polar bear and and the uh, the ice caps are melting. I almost think it's not supposed to be, and this could, people could very plausibly say, oh, you're just a defeatist pussy and you're not what America's made of. Maybe, maybe, but I try to, I'm trying to look at it. As zoomed out as I can, like really, it's called a it's called a overclocking a computer. Like I have a gaming computer where you try to get it run a little faster. than it's I have I have HVAC pipes pumped into mine, so I literally try to like I'm like come on, I try to get it to overheat and try to push the graphics. I am compelled to like, okay, I did 55 pushups today. Like let's go for 56. I don't care if you're gonna puke. I'm like let's rev the engine like like what it like is not constitution is it is it mankind is good versus evil what is consciousness what is the purpose of any of it the closest i can get i mean truly and i don't think i've even said this on the podcast because i'm a very optimistic fight to the last breath person i think it's supposed to all fall apart And then, what is the quote? Only by exposing ourselves to annihilation again and again can we reach that which is indestructible, and that is the, the self, that is the I am, that is the be still and know I am God. I mean, is it so much bigger than just Republican, Democrat, Dominion voting, BLM? I mean, is this truly like the will of like God, not that you have a crystal ball, not to to have an existential, No, but I I will tell you you, if
1: if you, if you look at the origins of our nation, unlike any other nation was founded in the world, the origins are rest at the foot of God. Yeah. And so I believe God gave us a gift. It's never what people are saying. It's what they're not saying that matters. And what you're not saying is what you actually already know and believe deeper than the words that just came out of your mouth and that is this what we do here echoes in eternity yes. and it's not what happens it's what you choose to do with what happens that actually matters when you leave this earth and you stand for a before god what did you do whether the republic exists or not sure whether the nation rises or falls what did tommy kerrigan do that's what matters yeah. and as long as you know that you gave your best You did your part. That's all that you can stand on. You you cannot control what God chooses to do or does not do, what the nation ends up. History, we don't have, we think we do, and this is where we fall short, but we don't, and nor nor do we try to beat ourselves up if we don't succeed. You just do your very best with what you have. And if you look at every day that you live on this earth, it's actually that way. At the end of the day, did you do 50 pushups? And are you okay with the 50 pushups? Did you help the little old lady across the street? Did you stop someone from robbing the gas station? Maybe not, but what did you do in that day so that you can rest well at night? And I am convinced that what we do here echoes in eternity. And so it doesn't matter what's going on around us. It's what we do in the midst of what's going around us that actually matters at the end of the day.
0: My, my dad always used to say that when you know, playing basketball, it didn't matter if we were down 40 points with like a minute left in the fourth quarter. He would say, leave it all on the court. I mean, yeah. sprint to the vomit, get the last layup. Don't look, oh, it's all coming down no you 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 it's just you and the tsunami's coming, that's right, and you plant your feet and you go, "This wave's a little pussy, bring it, and you put your fists up yeah. excuse my eloquent vocabulary, like but that's what I think it is, and that's I mean it kinda and we got we gotta wrap this one up in like five minutes or so, but like it kind of brings me full circle to your association, right. I mean, yeah. you know, what happens when you are at the apex of special forces like yourself? Well, eventually and if that's what we talked about when I was like, How come you're not running for Senate? And you're like, I'm doing more good now, recovering traffic to children. That's something where you do you go, Oh, regardless of am I in twenty twenty-two United States or am I in the sixteen oh four Belgium? You're going, I think you said when a pedophile buries a, a girl, a little girl in the woods, you know that there's good and you know that there's evil. There's no, eh. you, you go good, evil, kill that, preserve that. I feel like that's, that's manifested in who you are. You, you, that is what you do is strip it all away. It's not that I'm a, a Lebanese American or my grandpa had three jobs or other good, evil, pain, suffering, predator on the prey, and I'm capable to stop it. Stop it. I think that's what it is. I think God could throw a trillion simulations at you. There's probably a parallel universe where where you're a shark and I'm like a fat guppy and we're having a (sighs) conversation underwater and like humans are the stupid species and stars are made out of apples and whatever, but it's still the same like, you know, do you think the fish kingdom's going to last? And you're going, it doesn't matter. It's the, your actions echo through eternity. And I think that, and that's, that's liberating. And it's also so beautifully terrifying because it means you can't slack. It means right. you can't go, oh, well, I was born into America and we were the good guys. No, 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 no. You die. And God goes, all right. He pulls a flag down behind you. You go, no, no, I'm part of the biggest military on earth. And he goes, nope. And then he pulls up the other guy next to you and you're like, but he was part of some uncontacted tribe out in the Pacific. It doesn't matter. Put you right up next to each other. Mm-hmm. Here's the, this guy in the middle of nowhere, who's never spoken English and has never seen a, a bottle of water. He stopped the old woman from getting robbed in his tribe. Mm-hmm. Tommy, you are at the institutions of medical learning, but you let the, you let that bad thing slide. Bad. Good. That I think that's it. I think you're all alone. And, and much like working out, it's beautiful because no one can take it from you do 55 push-ups, You get a little more pectoralis muscle. No one's taxing your muscle. At the same time, you don't do any push-ups, and you, you know, not pointing fingers, Tommy, if you lay in bed and order sesame chicken and don't work out that day. And all of a sudden your love handles feeling just a little squishier. Yeah, it's nobody's fault but your own. I think, absolutely, I think it's you versus the universe, and I think it's just the audience. If there's one person in the
1: bleachers, and it's God. You're brought into this world by yourself, and you shall leave this world by yourself. And if you're fortunate, and you're in the right circumstances, and maybe you have a few warfighter brothers with you, if that happens, but everybody's going to stand alone and be accountable and in the end with all this evil that we talk about and you know and I think that they would laugh at us for having this conversation but even the Bidens of this world will stand before God and be accountable for the evil things that they have done and he's very clear about that and that's not even I think that's a fact of eternity I think that's a fact of life so if it doesn't happen here, trust me. I know the soul lives forever. It'll happen at the next place. It's, you know, so there's
0: yeah. no, there's no
1: escaping.
0: There's no. It's it's when you're it's when you're like it's when you're like one of three kids left in the classroom. Everyone right. else has finished the test, and it's you and your two asshole friends who didn't study. And there's three right. teachers in there watching you guys, right. and you're like it's like being in a supermax you're like there is no way we can cheat <laughs> like you're just like in your mind you're like we have this plan and they're just you look your head up and you know the teacher's right there and you're like oh, put your head back to you do you're not reaching for your you're not looking at your hand a a squared plus you're just sitting there in a cold sweat going now i'm being judged and it's yeah,
1: exactly so and
0: i think yeah so in that time in between a and b you do the best you can. You leave it all on the
1: court. Exactly. Sprint to the end, like your dad told you. Hell yeah! Just sprint to the end, buddy. Just Never sprint until you vomit. That's exactly right. So that's what we all intend to do here.
0: Baz, you are my you are my therapist. I'll make sure to mail my check to you. I'll, ah, I'll pay thanks, for our, I'll pay for our session. We've only talked twice, Baz, but I love you, brother. You're a good man. You're a Thank wonderful you, Tommy. person. You too, bro. And. And I know you got a, a show that you might be peering on, and you got to make a phone call. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, uh, I do. until next time, thank you so much. I'll put all your stuff in the description. I'll send you the episode when it's up. I look forward to a million more chats with you, my man. God you bless, too, everybody. Tommy. God bless, buddy. Thank you so much. Take